0: Good morning, Matthew, from Canada. It's Corey Bielek. I'm CEO and Executive Vice President of Kanalaska Uranium. We're a junior explorer focused in the Athabasca Basin, where we've got an incredible array of assets and multiple new discoveries on the go throughout our portfolio, most importantly, West MacArthur. And we're here to talk a little bit more about that today. So, hello.
1: Hey, Corey, good to see you. Uh, You've been off raising money. Why on earth would anyone raise money in a market like this?
0: Well, you know, after being kicked in the teeth for about 10 years, uh, bad uranium market, <laughs> you know, the time has come that, you know, we felt uh, it, it, was, it was good to raise some money to, uh, to advance our West MacArthur project. Now, why are we doing this in a bad market? Well, you know, we just came off an incredibly successful summer at our West MacArthur project where we made a brand new discovery on a brand new trend on that project right near the, the, the MacArthur River mine of Cameco and Uranos. And uh and we followed that up with another release a couple of weeks ago where we're waiting on assays, but you can visually see off-scale mineralization. I mean off-scale, we can't even measure it with our instruments. And uh and those are off to the assay lab right now. So, you know, we're waiting on those results, and uh, you know, we're on this new discovery. It's got multiple intersections that are high grade, and uh now's the time to move that forward in 2023. So we're getting ourselves set up for what is Hopefully, going to be a very big program next year with a lot of news flow, and we're going to continue working on that discovery as a focus. So it's it's going to be an exciting year in front of us. So we're getting prepared.
1: Okay, so okay, nice no, no, no summer program, and that, that, the results have given you the confidence stuff. I've got to stop this. You, so just for people listening and watching at home, Corey knows that I was playing rugby and got kicked in the teeth, and I've been at the dentist this morning, and I'm in absolute agony. Hence his lovely. Description of the last ten years of being the uranium business, Corey. Thank you very much for that. It hurts. It hurts. Right back to the matter at hand. Um, (laughs) It's been a sort of kind of you know tumultuous market, yes, for the last ten years, but also recently because people not quite knowing what to do. So when you're going and raising money in a market like this, you've got to show those financiers or that those brokers something to go off of. So I get the positives of summer program that you've had there, but there must have been something special about it. I and mean, like, for instance, like how quick did it take to raise this money? Were you you'd out there panning the streets for weeks? I mean, what happened there?
0: Well, literally we announced the raise, uh, you know, we started the raise sort of end of close on on Wednesday and Thursday before I got to work. Uh, I was getting calls that the book was pretty much full So then we upsized it within a few hours, uh, announced to the next day, up up to 10 million. So there's an incredible amount of support for what we've come across in the summer, what we're advancing or wanting to advance in 2023. And that's just a testament to money on the table and believing in our story, believing in what we've got our hands on to this new target that's really high grade. And what we're going to do with it in 2023. So, you know, that's just great support for what we're doing. And yes, the market is, is a bit sour at the moment, but we took this all in, in, uh, flow through funding. So we can, we can have a premium on that money. Um, and we're raising money up around 52 cents and even 70 cents, uh, for, for the flow through. So from a dilution perspective, um, not all that bad considering.
1: Okay, market. okay. Well, let's let's talk about what you do do with it because you know you, some of your audience will go. Do you know what? That's super expensive money. You know, for a company of your size, that's super expensive money. That's that's too much money. Could you? Did you think about doing it in smaller increments, or do you think that the benefits will outweigh? you know, whatever it is that people believe that the cost of this is?
0: Well, I think the benefits will outweigh the cost because uh, we truly believe we're onto something special. So if we were to wait and we don't know what the market is going to do, we don't know what geopolitics is going to do. The money was there on the table. We had great support for what we're trying to do in 2023 on this target. And uh, we decided to to take it now because if we wait... um, The money might not be there in Q1 or Q2, when we need it in 2023. And importantly, we're coming through with our joint venture partner, Cameco, and we have to make decisions on the budget for the project for 2023. And that takes commitments. And of course, you're 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 tied in with the joint ventures. So once you make those commitments, they're commitments. So we needed a line of sight to being funded for that program in 2023, and that's
1: what we went on. Okay, so that that says to me that you haven't yet decided what you are going to spend the 10 million on, but you must have an idea in your head what you come to come to the table with Cameco to discuss. So what what, what does that look like?
0: Well, we've announced uh, we've announced uh, up to 10 million proposed for next year, a 10 million program, which is double year over year. And the year before was double year over year because the results are coming from West MacArthur. We saw the positives last year, we spent $5 million, look at the result. Now I've got a brand new discovery, very high grade, multiple holes, we're going to double it again. Or at least that's the plan. We have to go through the joint venture process, but that's the proposal we're very likely to put forward to Chemicals. So we're getting ourselves prepared for that ten million dollar spend in twenty twenty
1: three. Right, but you've got a portfolio of of, of assets. If you're if you're going all in on one thing, you know, if it's well, it's 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 like hit hit or miss, isn't it? I know you've seen some good results so far, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee future success unless you tell me. Well, actually. Matt, uh, here's why you believe it. Well, um, shouldn't you even at least throw some money at one or other of the projects?
0: And we absolutely are, Matthew. Uh, our key extension project, a, a brand new project, just 10 kilometers from that Key Lake mine and mill, that's owned by Cameco, right off the road that goes down to Saskatoon, where I am. Uh, we're we were planning on doing that in Q4 this year, okay? But the market softened. We decided to slow that down. Plus the geophysical targets, once we analyze them from last winter, are actually sitting under lakes or muskegs. So in order to drill the targets appropriately, it should be done in the winter, that being Q1 of 2023. So we're planning at this stage to have West MacArthur moving forward in early January. Very shortly thereafter, within weeks, we're gonna start moving our key extension project forward. So we're gonna have three drills turning on our projects early in Q1. Great news flow leading up to PDAC, great news flow leading up to the spring. Maybe another financing in place if things look good to move other assets forward. We're also seeing an injection of money from our new partnership with Basin Energy, which just listed a few weeks ago, actually early October. And that will see the first work programs coming uh, actually right now. We have boots on the ground in the last, uh, last few weeks here. And uh, we're going to move those forward in Q1 as well with others' money. So we're going to have a lot of projects on the go next year and a lot of news flow. It's looking pretty Remind good. Remind me how that
1: breaks down with the, with the, with the base energy money going in. Obviously, you get a management fee and a- operator fee. But what, what percentage of that do you own? Well, right now, we own 100% of those three
0: assets. Then when they listed, or not right now, just before, then they listed, they own, uh, they own 40% basically of each. And then they're going to earn up to, uh, actually, that's for for North Millennium and Geiki, and then they're going to earn up to 60 and eventually up to 80 if they continue to fund. Uh, Marshall Project, they, they own that 100% with a commitment to do work. And so that's that's going to see up to 15 million dollars of investment into these three assets over the next number of years from, uh, from Basin Energy. And, uh, and we're looking after most of that work, at least the, at least the early stages of it and of course collect an operator fee. So that's again cash in the bank for us. We're operating it, so we have a position at the technical table. They've been uh, a great partnership so far. And um, and we, we see that moving forward in a very nice fashion. So, you know, ultimately toward discovery and, and preserving that upside for our shareholders using others' money. And, and and that's that's part of our project generator business.
1: Yeah. Okay. So spending money to make money. Um, I just want to sort of talk, talk a little bit about what's going on in the market as well, because this there seems to be... It, well, we've all been on this ride, um, with, with uranium, with nuclear more broadly, um, and it's never, you're never quite sure one week from the next what, to, what to think. But a lot of MA going on, which I think is a really positive. Indicator because it one it means that the, there's money available to do those transactions, that there's a will kind of will there to kind of build up big projects. We've seen UEC um, making the headlines continually with acquisition of UEX, um, uh, obviously, recently doing a deal with Rio Tinto, even Cameco loosening the purse strings. So, what, what's the general feel out there? You know, you've, you've attended a few conferences, you're ex Cameco, you, you know, a few people. What's everyone thinking?
0: Well, I think this is what, you know, personally, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, some of these signposts that, you know, we're truly entering another market that, that's strengthening, clearly strengthening. And you have Cameco now investing in other business units uh, in different parts of the nuclear fuel cycle. And and I think that's, for me, a key indicator that you, you have a company that's been historically the last few years fairly conservative, you know, and rightly so. And now, now they're seeing the benefits of getting in and advancing their uh, objectives in the nuclear fuel cycle. And it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big business purchase for them. If you look at the headlines for Westinghouse, you know, and then you've got, uh, so I think that's a, that's a great sign for the market. Um, it's not digesting it very well today, but I think if you step back and look at it, this is part of that big M&A, and this, this, I believe, is just the start of what's what's going to come forward here. And Cameco getting in maybe at the early stages of all this. And then you've got UEC. You know, Amir has been very busy with UX. I know that portfolio very well from my Cameco days and, and running that for, for UX back uh, when they first got going. I know the leadership team there very well. So it's a great portfolio of assets. It's in the eastern Athabasca. And now he's just augmented that by buying... What is essentially resources confirmed resources in the ground at Rough Rider, so you know it's it's this is big activity and it's just ahead of what you know I think we're warming up to and that's a great sign we've been waiting for this for, for literally years.
1: And here well, you're a project generator, I bet you have. So, what what could this mean for you? this new sort of attitude to MA in the space it's yeah, going to bring well, in new entrants. We saw we saw that in the last cycle a flood of new entrants bring in capital. Trying to pick up assets, there's not not too many good ones around.
0: Well, absolutely, and I and I will just say the conversations are heavy and often. And, uh, and that's a good thing from the project generator space because we can't do it all. We don't want to do it all. Our portfolio, as you know, has been responding to our recent exploration. We're getting focused at West MacArthur, Key extension, we still have Waterbury South. And we've got our big Cree East project there, which you know, still has 15 years of uh, assessment on it. So we're waiting for the right partnership to come into Cree East to help move that forward. So we've got a lot on our plate. So these new entrants, you know, if they bring the money, if they bring the right deal structure, Absolutely. We want to talk to them because we want to move these forward in a good market. And we believe the market is here. We believe it's still the best is yet to come in many ways. And, um, and we're positioning ourselves with these types of deals to be able to move this portfolio forward, preserve that upside of discovery for our shareholders and really do something special. And it could come from a number of fronts. And, um, and right now, we're, we're focused at West MacArthur and Key Extension. We've also got Gaiki, North Millennium, and Marshall with our Basin Energy deal, moving those forward aggressively in the next uh, you know, 12, 18, 24 months. Um, there's a lot on our plate, and it's looking really positive. We're really happy with where we sit.
1: And how's, how are the sort of North American... Look, I, look, at the end of the day, which we, you know, enriched in, in uranium is where, where the kind of nuclear reactors and the utility bars are, are, are looking to get, make sure they can secure future access to. Um, but uranium, following quick on the heels there, um, it's quite topical. The narrative has changed politically. Um, the. Well, I'm not sure the market is is quite there, and I'm not sure generalist investors are quite there with with uranium as a, as a investment class at the moment. Um, what, what do you, what do you th- how do you think this sort of pans out over the next year or two? Because um, it it seems to be accelerating in a way it hasn't done previously. Yeah, there's been a lot of conjecture and a lot of hope that it would accelerate quickly, but the, the fundamentals now seem different. The fundamentals are incredibly different. We've talked about
0: this before. You've got geopolitics at play, you've got uh, climate change at play and, and historical non-supporters now supporting. You know, If we truly want to meet the 2050 goals, and we've talked about this, this recently following the WNA, you have got to add much more nuclear to that mix it might be double it might even be four times if you believe some that are out there and that that's a that's just a phenomenal conversation that hasn't happened literally in 10 years so you know these fundamentals are present you've got uh, you've got enrichment conversion 40 percent of which sits in Russia at higher risk you've got utilities at historical lows in their warehouse inventory for product uh, for, for fuel um, so enrichment is really a problem right now and you know I, I kind of equate this all to a, um, you know, a champagne bottle, okay? Shake it up, pressure starts to build, you know, and at some point that pops. And when that pops, you're, there's nothing else like uranium, to be honest. There's nothing else out there like uranium. And in this context of global energy security, supply, geopolitics, um, environment, it's gonna just, I believe, explode. And things like we're seeing with Cameco, loosening the purse strings to make investments in that chain. You've got UEC getting aggressive in the Athabasca Basin to build a North American portfolio that really is is third tier to a and Cameco in many ways. Um, that's incredible just in the last few days. And
1: I think that's just that pressure building. And it's going to pop. And it's going to be it's gonna great. Pop. I like it. I also like it. Uh, it's, it's like a little, do you have Pringles in the state, in Canada? <laughs> we do have Pringles. Yes. You do have Pringles? It's like once it pops, you just can't stop. Yeah. yeah. You go with champagne. I'm going with crisps. No, pr- Pringles, Pringles are, are pretty tasty. <laughs> so, so is uranium investing. And that's a great point to leave it on. Uh, the seg- the segues and on this show are unrivaled. So, uh, Corey, really good to catch. I'm, I'm, well done on the raise. It's, it's good news that it actually was done so quickly. H- hopefully most of that's a reflection on you. Hopefully some of it's also a reflection on people's sentiment in, in the marketplace and possibly a sign of, of things to come. So, uh, appreciate you coming and, uh, giving us the update i appreciate
0: the time matthew and this sentiment is driven by the team that we built here in the last 12 months and their discovery profile that just in the last uh, last number of months and uh i'm very proud of them i'm proud of what they're doing i'm proud of the work and uh, i think it's being recognized out on the street if you want to call it that that uh, we clearly are one of the front runners in the Athabasca basin with a new discovery that's very high grade and looks correct and uh, i think we're seeing that support through our recent raise so i'm very happy with with how we're positioned and uh Look forward to that pop off the champagne bottle.